This is the It's Time to Refresh podcast with Brad Refresh, the podcast about life, music, traveling, shit, literal shit that is, and weird and wacky stories with Brad and a range of guests from the planet Earth. Feel free to share the pod with your pals, your mom, your neighbor's dog, or even your shrink. It's all fun. You can follow our Facebook group called It's Time to Refresh Community or It's Time to Refresh on Instagram. Write into the pod, ask questions, and share your stories. Enjoy the pod! Hey kid, what time is that? It's time to refresh! You all right, how are we doing? I uh, just want to take two minutes of your time before we start this week's podcast uh, to tell you about our Patreon. Patreon is a tool that we're using to help the podcast grow, um, give you better content and, well, as I said, just let the podcast grow. So we've got three tiers. The first tier, there's only 20 of these spaces available and it's £1 for life and that's for It's Time to Refresh Originals. So if you've tuned in from day one uh, and you want to join the cause, you can sign up for £1. Um, just follow the link in the description. Uh, we've got the standard Patreon, which you get access to bonus episodes, uh, some exclusive content, Patreon specials, which we'll be recording, and uh, early access to all future episodes. So you'll be getting them on a Tuesday instead of a Friday, uh, which I think is fucking amazing for three quid. That's less than a coffee. And then we've got our legend status VIP Patreons, which is uh, £10. And that gets you tickets to all my gigs um, and it will get you free entry to any It's Time to Refresh associated um, events, gigs in the future. Um, So that's a little hint of what's coming up in the future. Um, If you do like the podcast, then please share it with your mates. We are trying to grow this little thing we've got going. We've got some amazing guests coming up in the future as well. um, And we want this to go bigger and better. So sign up at Patreon at patreon.com forward slash it's time to refresh thank you enjoy the episode uh back once again for episode 27 of the it's time to refresh podcast on this episode we've got phil goodall uh dj from Whitehaven, but a well traveled dj would you say how are you doing Responsible. all right mate yeah <laughs> cheers for having us um we're gonna get into it uh just want to apologize for not having an episode last week um Simply because, if you look now, we're in 4K, 1080p. <coughs> Got a bit of a story about that. Um, basically, we went to Venice uh, on holiday last week. And me being stupid as usual, I've went and um, broke the camera so uh, that we were using. So, to be fair, it was a good excuse to upgrade. And now we're in 4K, you'll be able to see everything. Um, basically, I went to, to go on one of them gondolas in Venice. Uh, I haven't told you this yet, but... Uh, and so obviously we were looking for one and this guy come over and says yeah we'll do it blah 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 um, I'm, I'm not keen on guard on them but um, my missus was like oh, gotta do it, like, you've got to do it blah 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 and I'm like <coughs> right fair enough whatever so we, we look for one so my missus got on my little, my little lad got on onto the thing and I was I was over by the edge and I said I'll just stand in the middle mate because I'm quite heavy do you know what I mean? I don't want to sort of like capsize it. I don't like that. <laughs> and he's going, no, no, everyone gets on like this. It's it's fine. It's, it's whatever. He was giving his his best uh, Italian accent. Uh, and 
he was like, come on, bro, come on, bro, get in. Right, so I went to put my foot on the side, put my weight on, seeing that it was tipping my missy shit herself. It's literally, it was going to flip. And I went to step back, but as I went to step back, the boat slid out. Right. So into the, the centre of the river. And I've tried to go back to the to the side, to the shore side. Yeah. And went right in. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and it, oh, like, everyone was laughing at me. I thought, because uh, her brother and his girlfriend were behind us. I'm going to get the next one. They're all fucking laughing at me. Fucking <laughs> phone was water damaged and smashed. Cameras flashing everywhere. <laughs> Grim, but yeah, it stunk. Put me in a bad mood. Yeah, and then and then the cheeky bastard. As I as I got like got up and got back in, he said to me, "Oh, hundreds of people do that every year. Don't worry." I was like, "If hundreds of people do it, right, just let me stand in the middle." <laughs> like I don't know, but anyways, that's why we're on four K. So it's an upgrade for the podcast, but. A pain in the ass. So, how are you doing, mate? All right. Yeah, all right, mate. Yes, all good. All sorry, good. Can't complain. Sorry for that introduction. There, it's just uh, obviously people were wondering. I've had messages already saying why is there not a podcast out, and it's like, Jesus, no, the podcast. It's up. We're only eleven hours into the day, and I've had messages already. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a good following you got going. Anyway. <clears throat> it's doing. It's doing pretty good, mate. Uh, it took a long time to get going, uh, simply because a lot of guests didn't want to come on because they were unsure what it was going to be. Uh, they thought it was going to be like an interview format where it's like, Hello, Aaron, what's been yeah, your favourite uh, What's been your favorite gig you've ever done? Right. I'm not like that. I just want to have a conversation <coughs> with you. Um, I prefer it like that. It's natural. And, well, as you say, the, the people who have gravitated towards it are the more relaxed. You, you tend to find it's a certain clientele who like it. Do you know what I mean? Not right. everyone likes it, but a certain clientele like it, uh, which I'm happy with. Uh, it, it's different to my music following. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh like a lot of my music followers don't watch a podcast, and a lot of the podcast listeners don't listen to my music. It's it's, it's like a, a journey, isn't it? it's like a history of house when you when you listen <laughs> all, all over people's stories. <clears throat> it, it's interesting because you don't know them otherwise, do you? <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Uh, so, just want to get to your story, mate. Uh, so, what I know of you is you. I know you firstly for playing old school at the um, at the park and stuff like that. Um, and then you've then you've got into your trance, your house, and then obviously as we've got to become friendly, we've got mutual interests and stuff like that. So it's like we'll get into all that. But where did it all start out for you? Uh, firstly, I've always, I've always loved music for a start. I always grew up listening to it in the house. Parents listened to it in the house. Are they big they're, musical? They're, well, ABBA. They were big ABBA fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So there was, I used to have one of them record players. But where you, I don't know if you know them, where you, you could stack records up and they'd automatically fall down. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, a piece of engineering then back in the day, like... And it would lift it up. And just then. lift it up yeah, and play yeah, yeah, yeah. it, sell like seven, seven in a row. But they were on anyways. But that was probably my first introduction to music that I can remember. Yeah. And then my sister also liked music. She was into an 80s synth stuff and... Growing up and all that. She's older than you. Yeah, she's three years older, so... Right. She's actually buy vinyl, to be fair. Right. I just sort of nicked them off her. <laughs> she'd buy them from Brooks. So... When she was going out, like, to the Palace in Blackpool and bringing yeah. the, all the tunes So back. what was that, like, your zoo and Eurasia, stuff like uh, that? Yeah, like... she was big into Eurasia and all that kind of stuff. And Class. Yeah, they, they were good tunes back so in the day. Fir, well, still stand... No, no, like, yeah. Uh, they're in my playlist a lot, like... I just loved that electronic sound when he first came out of... It was just totally different to the band sound, you know what I mean? I'd, yeah. I was just totally hooked with that, really. Anything lot, with the beat. Yeah, a lot of people <coughs> did, did, at the time didn't gravitate towards it because they're like, I don't like electronic music. Yeah. And it's like... Uh, it just changed for me. I just <coughs> thought, 
I was trying to hunt down everything I could find with that kind of vibe, really. Yeah. Yeah, so from, from then on, just growing up, uh, my pal Jason, who owns Joe Bananas, now he ended up DJing first. He was DJing like the White House, the old White House and yeah. places like that. And, and then he went to the park and then... What was what was he playing? Like, what was the... Yeah, he was doing the popular, like the party stuff mainly, but I was trying to head into the dance stuff. Right. And that's just the side I liked. But so ended up what year the, was this then? Probably, he'll have been in there, must, must be ni 1990, I would have thought. Be about you... 1990, yeah, I was still at school then. <coughs> well, you, did, you go to, did you go to the uh, White House? Yeah, got kicked out first time. Yeah. I had no idea, I wasn't old enough, walked in, walked straight back out. Yeah. <laughs> I already looked like really young when I was about 16, 17, like, but <coughs> all but... my friends were getting in there, like Scott Walker and, and yeah. all they were big, big lads, you know what I mean? They all looked a lot older, so yeah, I didn't. But uh, Jason was DJ and eventually I just... He went to the park, DJing there, and I just used to go and do the lights, and I was fascinated by the park DJ booth, the original one. Yeah. It was, it was brilliant. What's his downstairs or upstairs? Downstairs. Downstairs, right. And so he was there first, and then the under-18s disco started, uh, and just ended up going along there, and just picking up from there, really, just putting one on while he went to the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Originally, I would start. So you couldn't beat much, you couldn't, like, you... you Not you at the time, he'd just, like, press play when I was <coughs> gone down, press play or, or on yeah. that one. But they had like the two buttons on this mixer, start, stop. Yeah. <laughs> just press the two black buttons, one stop, one start. There you go. But that, that, was, that was the first introduction to it, yeah. And then the under 18s. Wait, when, when was the, the. What was the under 18s branded or was it just the park under 18s? Just the park under 18s. Was yeah, that, was it, a lot they were of really places. successful. They were, they, were, they were packed. Yeah. They used to be packed, yeah. I just remember hearing that tune when they first came on the business party line tune they used to put on. Right. Fill it with smoke and. Yeah, it's just mind-blowing when you were that young. I loved that, like, so I was just totally hooked from then on. Was there a lot of faces who, not go out now, but still carried on throughout? Yeah, but there's a lot of lads from, people, lads and lasses from our school and Wayman school at the time. Yeah. You know, all that we grew up together, we're all that age. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's where I uh, started DJing a couple of nights in the under-18s, and then we used to go and buy the records for the park with Jason, the Pink Panther. Right. And then, so, just so a lot of people might not know this, I don't know if this is a situation, but a lot of clubs used to have their record collections. Yeah. So you would be given yeah, cash. Yeah, you'd get a booker and you'd go and sign up, like on an account. Yeah. We'd come be a ledger for... Yeah. Uh, so you didn't own them records, you just... No, no, just yeah. went and bought them. Right, yeah, yeah. A lot of places did that <coughs> back in the day. It's not something you would... No, well, it was expensive still in the day for the vinyl, like, yeah. when you look back. But they had a great collection down there. They just let us buy whatever we wanted. Did you find yourself... Um, being a bit more easy when picking stuff because obviously it wasn't your cash. Well, yeah, when they're going, like Guy Keith, who used to work in Pink Panther, I don't know if you know him or not. No, I don't. Well, he, he always knew the vibe that we were after, like, but it was the dance was big back then. Now, like the rave, everything was rave, the rave was in the charts, yeah. So, we're pretty much picking up all the rave stuff. So, what, what tunes were they, just for an example? Um, just like pro Vision prodigy. Masters, Tony King, yeah. Um, Shades of Rhythm, Class. Grand Plaza was probably one of the first, Wow Wow Na Na, yeah. uh, FPI Project, all, all that era. Class. A lot of Italian imports. Big, big, was big piano tunes as well. Yeah, yeah, big yeah. piano anthems, um, Rawful's theme, things like that. Did did Whitehaven take to that straight away? Because like, it's new, nobody at that yeah, time. Yeah, it was. Um, so obviously now, if you go to Whitehaven, it's a, it's it's big on nostalgia. Like if you put an Italian night on, Oh, it still sticks there, it's still good. Yeah, but at the time, it was fresh. Were, were people taken to it? 
Yeah, I think so. It was it was everywhere at the time. But it was a lot of influences come from Blackpool. Yeah. And the zone and things like that with the tapes. Everybody had tapes. We all had tapes back then. They all filtered the way up. Yeah. And that's where everyone's playing in the cars and yeah. one tape it just got spread around, you know what I mean, to everybody. So everybody started going down there and then yeah, it just took off up here. It was great. It was a good era. And then the old hall. They had the old hall as well, which was obviously bouncing in the day like. Yeah. But I only ever got to go there once because... Well, usually in the park on the Friday nights. Yeah. Upstairs. Yeah, if you if you're down out that way, there's no point coming over here unless it's for like a special occasion or something. Like that. Right. Um, <coughs> I just wanted to ask you as well. At this point, you haven't really. You haven't really sort of. Are you a DJ at this point? Like I know you're playing stuff, but like. No, not so much now. No, not really. Not at the moment. No. Oh, no, I mean back then. Like, are you? A, oh no, you a DJ. I no, I was just winging it. I just, <laughs> just go. So, so at what point did you figure it out? I bought some decks off, well, God bless him, from a friend Paul McLean. Right. He passed away in a car crash, unfortunately. Yeah, he, uh, he had some old Kenwood decks that he was selling. And uh, they had no very speed or anything like that. It was just, just belt drive. <laughs> and they were hard work. And it was yeah. one of them Tandy mixes, you know what I mean, with the little four channels with the yeah. needle the needle thing on. Right. So I had one of them, and then I was just trying to trying to get the, the beats, and I just couldn't figure it out at first. And then one day, I was just I was walking around at work, and I could hear that the solo come on from the beginning. And I thought, I just think that across them four beats there. And, and that was it, and then just stuck, clicked. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was the, the one time that I remember. And after that, everything just flowed, and picked up the mixer pretty quick after that. Yeah. Yeah, it was just... That was the one thing I still remember that did click. Just the start of that solo come on track. <laughs> which is one of my favourite tracks, as it happens. Strange, strange, yeah. Like, For that reason. Things. So, um, like, moving forward and, like, you were you were in the park where you're, like, sort of meeting people, sort of... Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of <coughs> lads and lasses there from, well, I'd say under-18s. That's when I met Stuart, right? Yeah. He had his cap on, come down on the mic, doing a bit of rapping. <laughs> and then we just sort of hit it off from there, me and Stuart, so... Yeah, done a few nights together here and there. Really? Uh, so that was every Friday night at the under-18s. And then one night, I think someone didn't turn up for the job upstairs. One right. night. So Raymond had asked if I'd do upstairs. And uh, I was a nervous wreck at the time, like, but I said, yeah, I'll give it a go. So still, upstairs was known as, as the sort of rave pit? Or, yeah. Or it was more dance-oriented music yeah. rather than pop. It started off as a function room, but then it just became a... A second floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think Jason used to work up there as well before that, uh, before he went to the White House. Uh, I think we've been to Magaluf as well, 1991, one year, and seen BCM. Right. And, and he'd just come back from there, and then he just started playing all the dance music. And inspired, sort of second, yeah. Just inspired. It, it blew my mind, BCM, back then, when he just, just left school, you know what I mean? I know that, uh, right, I might get these, these wrong, because it's been a while since I read the book, but... Uh, Pete Tong, uh, have you heard the story of they went to, is it, uh, what was he called, DJ Christian? I think he was called, or DJ Jose or something. So they went out to Ibiza back Jose in the late 80s, and they were like, what the fuck is this music? Yeah. And then they all came back, and then, yeah, it was like, you're inspired, aren't you? Yeah. You're inspired, like, and then they're like, we need to do something about this. Yeah, and obviously, as it spread up to the north, that's when you've sort of. There's a big debate about that, in there, where it started. Was it the north or was it the south? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, I suppose they had different vibes. A lot more garagey, garagey down south in, yeah. back in the day. But we had the big uplifting anthems up north. I mean, 
I've no found first. there's a very so for instance I if I play in the north there's certain tunes that I would play and in the south I would play a different mix to it for instance I used to play quite a lot of hardcore I'd have to play like I'd get away with I'd have to play the four to the floor like up right. in the north so it's like the, the like euphoric sort of mm. four beats sort of uh, type thing but in the south you get away with playing the breakbeat version they're, they're massively like the breaks yeah, I... or, well that's just through my experience obviously <clears throat> yeah it was like the prodigy all that sound was like yeah. a different sound to up north wasn't it yeah it was, it was all like a lot hard hardcore was a big thing down south as well <clears throat> more, more than it was up north I'd have said yeah so so you sort of moving on in the 90s where, what, what was next for you yeah, uh, 90s, then it was, after that, I think, where did we go? I went to Corfu, done two summer seasons there, like, I think it was about... How did that come about? Um, me and Jason went again, we just, it was Tim J who got us there again, right. same guy who got us to Hong Kong. Right. He used to work in Fusion, Tim, it was, it was a big influence on me, Tim. He used to always have a lot of records on promos and stuff like that, and, yeah. and he just said that uh, they're looking for some DJs out in Corfu, so... Jason went one summer, I went the summer after, I think from 94 and 95. How was the scene out there at the time? Was it, is, was it the party place it is, or was? Like Corfu, it was a holiday resort, like a family resort really. Yeah. It was just a strip with clubs and bars and it got me a great experience. Yeah. I loved it, we cut, cut two boxes of vinyl to do the whole summer. Yeah. Looking at maybe 112 inch vinyls, but the big one there I remember was Entrance. And that come out, just, just like drop that in from the beginning. I remember that. Class. All the funding lining and all that. And Everyone knew it, eh? Do you know oh, what I mean? it was, yeah, it was massive back then. Did you close the night with that all the time? Just sort of, well, it was a peak of the night. Yeah. Just, just knock it off and then hit that, and then that was it. It would just kick off. Class, class. What, what, who <coughs> were you playing to? Was it, was it British tourists? British or? tourists, there's a lot of Greeks, Italians, there's Albanians, that's like pretty yeah. much right next door. Uh, all kinds really, yeah. And they weren't big clubs, but they were nicely laid out with good sound systems in them as well. Nice. So that was always good. And they had vinyl as well, their old vinyl collection. Right. Well, so you could, you could, you could double into it if you want. But wanted. he came, at the end of the second season, he came with one of these CDJ 500s. Right. And I was like, what the hell is that? You know what I mean? It's like too technical. It's got that wheel on it there, and I was like, I put a CD in it, and I was like, I can't figure this out with the jog wheel, because you're going like so, that, like you are with the vinyl kind of thing. Yeah. But, and it's just you to do the stutter, the stutter as well, you know. Did, 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 did. Oh, it, yeah. I just couldn't figure it out for a while, but after a couple of goes on it, I sort of figured it out and thought, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. One of the first ones, like Bet CDs you. were starting to come in then. Yeah. Uh, yes, and then, what was that, 90, 97, I went on holiday to Hong Kong and uh, and just loved it. And I just decided to come back and go and work there. Honestly, this is one of the reasons I wanted you on so badly, because we can get into this, like... <laughs> right, I'm going to draw... Is it all right if I drop some of the photos in? Obviously, I won't put the... Yeah, yeah I know. There's right? some that's too explicit to go... There's some of the uh, the, the better ones. There's yeah, some, the there's, better, the better there's, ones. There's worse ones out there. Yeah, but I can't put them on because they'll get us banned. And I said, <laughs> no, like, if, this got, if it picked you up on YouTube, be like, oh, God. Yeah, I should be on that programme. I shouldn't be alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll just... I'll just I'll, I'll throw some on over the top of the, the video now and you can uh, sort of... They were long days, long nights. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, and when you sent me them, I was just like, are you... Were you ever awake at this? Because you're almost face down <laughs> on your back in a nightclub. And it's well, just it's just like, like some sort of power naps anywhere, wherever you're at here and there, you know. <laughs> so, grab an hour. have you experienced Asia at this point? 
At I've been on holiday because Jess was already there. That's how I got out there as well. Yeah. So I went on holiday and it just blew my mind. I just loved it. And I came back and... So was, you said before it was a two-week holiday you went on? Yeah, put two weeks holiday in at work. Bought a return ticket? Yeah. And then uh, just ten years passed. <laughs> what you just did, like? What was the what was the thought process? Obviously, and you were in work at the time, like you said before. Like, yeah, it was raining. Then, it was a winter's day, and I was on site at McAlpine's, and I was just like, "Should I go? Should I not go? Should I go? Should I not go?" And I think the first time I thought, "Oh, I can't." I didn't have the ball really, but then the second time, it was raining heavy that day. Yeah. And that was that was what was responsible for it. I just said, "You know what? Fuck this! I'm going." And I said, "Can I take two weeks old?" And that was it. Right. Ten years later. So you went there, you you can tell us about the, the plane, uh, I know that what you were saying before. Oh. Uh, so when you went in the 90s, they were still using the old Hong Kong airport. Oh which... yeah, scary, scary stuff landing there in the old Kaitak. So it... Uh... It, it dub double backs on itself, yeah. more or less, and does a turn to come down and then looking out the window you see the ground on one side and people are screaming and yeah. on the plane, pretty scary but really exciting as well like. Yeah, so and basically they used to land between two skyscrapers, used to go between it. Yeah. Well, there's more than two skyscrapers, but the the reason they turned the wings is because it was buildings either side. Yeah. Obviously, they've got a new <coughs> airport now, but landing and then... When I think it took the character away, the new one a bit. It's a lot better, yeah. but it's, yeah. you know, just, you always see the planes in the city in the middle of the night. That was part of it as well. Yeah. Like, I love that. So you landed. What was your what was your first thought? On, on I was a nervous wreck. I was thinking, is this going to work out? I was, I, I actually had a, a sick feeling about it because I was nervous. I didn't know what to expect. Was there many British going over on the plane at the time? Uh, yeah, well, we went through to Dubai, stopped at Dubai as well on, on the way there. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a lot of, still a lot of expats in Hong Kong then, so it was pretty much full of yeah. a lot of English people. But yeah, I was nervous on the plane going for the first time. But after a couple of days, and it just it blew me away. Just seeing the place you know what i mean i was just hooked straight away did you take it easy on the first night oh we got on no i actually didn't take it easy on the night before i was gone either oh God. i was still in the park at two o'clock and I had the sunday morning flight at eight. Oh man that was a rough old trot uh, <laughs> and it was a rough old day every day from then on for 10 years more or less yeah so what year was it you went 97 did you say i think it's 97 i went on holiday right and then 98 i went to work Right. So when you were there, what was what was your first experiences? Were you? Well, I took a lot of vinyl because I thought it'd be. Right, that's all I had, and then everywhere was just CDs. Was it? Mm. That's surprising. So I'm like, what am I going to do here? I turned up mm. to come TJ in the club, and it was just the, had the CDJ five hundreds in there. So they had this like a CD burner machine, one of the original burner machines that they yeah. got from Japan, and you had to quickly copy a lot of <clears throat> a lot of the CDs off the other DJs. To make like a quick collection yeah so i had like 10 discs with tracks on in a carrier bag at the time Class. and then went down to do the first night with these discs just totally blind really but he worked out all right in the end because it was only like four hour shifts you used to do there's two four hour shifts in the clubs so yeah it's, it's a city that never sleeps away oh yeah there's right. always somewhere to go yeah, oh, yeah, always absolutely. somewhere to go, no matter what time of day it was even in the year of 2022 <coughs> i went there over summer and it's like Still surprising that people are, are going out on a night out at nine in the morning because they oh, finished yeah. the shift, they've been on maybe night shift or or they've got work that night, so they go out in the day. Yeah. It's like insane. I know. I don't know how people done the <coughs> like the daytime nine to five job because they were always out at night. I mean, people just used to go out after after work. No, yeah. It's that culture. It was the same around here though. Like a lot of people used to go out before they went home and have yeah. a pint. Aye. But I think a lot of recessions, a lot of. Mm. People getting tight with the money because 
there isn't a lot of it. I mean, the problem um, with one chai is you just can't get home. You can't get home, can't get off that street. <laughs> uh, that was an eye-opener for me. Uh, when I went there, I was like, it was pricey, yeah. but, and I, but it was a very good night. Like, yeah. there's a different culture there because, for me, I found it was a big, like, pubs and, and uh, like, a lot more pubs than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to yeah. be, like... And then there was... And then, <coughs> obviously, you find the clubs and everything that was there, and there's karaoke bars, like... Yeah. So, spread out. I mean, there's lots of different districts where... I mean, I, I hadn't been to all of them yeah. in over the years, you know what I mean? It's just always somewhere new you kept finding. And I still haven't. There's, so, there's still places to explore. What was your... What was your... Um, what was the, the, the reason for to stay? Like... If you don't mind me asking, for, for for to stay in Hong Kong, like oh, just just the vibe, I love the people, I love the, the culture. It was you thinking this is me. The food, yeah, I thought I just reached the best place ever, and then right. I just loved it. Very, they're very grateful of even more so back in the day of British people as well, aren't they? Yeah, it was just and there was a lot of Brits out there. You just felt yeah. like you were in England at the time. <clears throat> I just loved the buildings. I loved, I just loved the city. I just. And a very clean city, for considering. Yeah, how many people live there? Yeah, and the underground was unbelievably clean and amazing. But yeah, I just fell in love with it straight away. Right. Is there any stories <coughs> you want to share from your time there? Because, like, ten year period, and obviously you'll have seen the pictures over the top of the the video. <laughs> you you got in some states, mate. Oh yeah. What well, was the clubs you were playing in and stuff like that? Like, I was. They're all different. We did like spells. We were all swapped around. We were rotated around. The DJs yeah. around different. Some were like Carnegie's was like where they dance on the bar and just play pipe music. Some some were dance music, some clubs. Yeah. So a lot of different places, which kept which was good. It kept you fresh as well. Yeah. And uh um, where was the best I was in a lap dancing bar for about two years. And that was used to be till four in the morning. Yeah. And then there's no place called the bridge where the majority of them photos are from. Yeah. They used to start on six in the morning till twelve in the afternoon on well, I was looking Saturday, at, Sunday mornings. I was looking at the timings of <coughs> like there was one where everyone's partying, big hands in the air moment. Yeah, and it said nine thirty three a.m. <laughs> yeah, nine thirty three a.m. It's absolutely booming. It was it was <coughs> rammed for a club here. Never mind yeah. at nine thirty three in the morning. That, that was the best place. Worked there. It was called the Bridge in Wanjai, and it used to be like an open air bar. And we just started DJing, and then they closed the windows down. Cause yeah. Light in the morning, people are going to work and walking past the streets, and yeah. there's this music just booming out of this, these windows on the street. Class, yeah, till like 12 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, and then some crazy people in there, them times of day. Like, did you find that it was, was a guy looking for his electric sander on the dance floor one night? <laughs> <laughs> he around saying, Have you seen my sander? Have you seen my sander? Oh man, just lots of crazy stuff. So there's a guy in there with a cup of tea. On the dance floor, <laughs> in the middle of the, like about nine ten o'clock in the morning, it's like a lot of people go for the social aspect, don't they? So yeah, it, 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 a lot of people don't. A lot of people go, were going in just to see all the crazy people that were smashed as well, like you know what I mean. But the thing is, the culture's different as well. I, I've noticed it's like same with Americans, right? I know it's generic, but you see on on um, American movies and say they're having a house party, like Aye. a coming-of-age movie, like in American Pies, that sort of thing. Aye. And they'll come round, they'll come round holding a four-pack of beers, and you're thinking, Aye. what's that going to do? No, that ain't going to go far. <laughs> Whereas British people, it's great. Like, oh. do you know what I mean? Aye, turned up with 24 cans at least, yeah. for, just for a little slurp. We went, this, we went over this summer, and a uh, 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 cousin said, uh, oh, we'll have a drink and that. He had one drink, and he was fucking hammered. Like, like <laughs> obviously, because he just, when he drinks, he doesn't drink that much, so... Aye. Yeah, a lot of them don't. A lot of them, some do, some don't, but 
because obviously we'd work in the clubs like you see the ones that do. They do, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but a lot of friendly people from all over, you know, every background. And I, I love that as well. I love that culture. Yeah, A lot of my friends I met over there, a lot, a lot, a lot from India. Different from, spots, yeah. Indonesia, everywhere. Well, we'll get into... So basically, Phil was the guy who got me my gig in Hong Kong when I played there. Oh, yeah, Mesa me was, wasn't it? 2014. Um, and... When I played there, I, it was an iron opener, eye opener for me because we had a group of <coughs> Jamaicans there and they were right. all buzzing. And then we had like the Chinese, as you say, the Indonesian, and there was just like. Yeah, it's, it's a, a melting pot, isn't it? It's, it's weird. Because I noticed if you've got a rave now, uh, this might be a, a bit of a thing subject, but it's predominantly white people. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like white working class people. Yeah. Uh, you go to a few raves down south and it's a bit, a bit of a mixture, right? But there, it's like, yeah, everyone just, just everywhere. And then, I didn't really see any trouble in the old ten years either, hardly ever. Yeah, no, not much at all. Which I loved that about it as well. That just everybody just got on. It was just a fantastic place. Like I loved it, loved every minute. Class. I wouldn't have changed a thing. So, like when you were there, like your apartments and stuff like that. What was the, the crack with that? Well, they're always, as you know, very small for what, what you get. Like, but it was like yeah. the DJ shared apartment at first, but the the guy we worked for he used to sort of the flats for us so they, they were paid for like class it was like three djs per flat so that's good because you can imagine very, the, you very can imagine the noise yeah yeah <laughs> there's always someone was playing music it was, it was just a bit of party flat yeah and they, they were good times as well i, I, mean, met, I met a lot of good lads them pictures are, are too expensive to see you can see it was a bit of a party flat you know, right? oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> 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 oh, there's always something going on in there like yeah um well i just been to budapest with one of the lads uh, it was shared a flat with Gary Cobble. He's, he's his fiftieth today, actually. Yeah. He was. Uh, he was a bad influence on me, that man. <laughs> <laughs> Class. Yeah, but a good lad, good mate. Class mate. Uh, so yeah, you. So I can't remember. I'll try and remember it as best I can. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you reached out to me in twenty fourteen when you said I went to Hong Kong. Saying honestly, mate, you'll love it. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, I seen you'd put on. Did you put someone on Facebook or something saying you were going on? Yeah, yeah. You were looking for a gig. I thought, yeah, I'll ring my mate. And I knew it wouldn't have been your cup of tea, the place, because it's like a party place, but it would be good, a good place for you to get in and, and just have a spin. Yeah, um, and I played... What, did you play, like, bounce and stuff like that? No, no, mate, I, I, mate, I play a variety of music. So tomorrow, tomorrow, a lot of people do know me predominantly for bounce music. I play music... To, my my thing with... I'm a producer first and foremost. That's, 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 that's what I like... Out of everything I do, if I had to stop doing everything yeah. and only do one, I'd sit and produce music. Yeah. Little introverted self in my back room, just yeah, you're locked away, yeah. enjoying your life. But as a DJ, my the, my favorite part of DJ, it's not playing bounce music, it's not playing a sort of house. It's the interaction with the crowd. Mm. Like I love playing a tune and then getting a response. That's that, that, for me. Yeah. It's it's um, changing it up. Just it justify. Up. So so for tomorrow, for instance, I'm playing a lot of house music. Um, uh, to, uh, in one three five. It's, this is going on next Friday, so this will be day by now. But are oh, you in there tomorrow? Yeah. So I'm playing uh, one hundred twenty five BPM starting off. Go from there and then work my way up. I don't mm. think I'm going to exceed sort of one forty. I'm going to try and keep it quite chilled. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just doing well as well, isn't it? The one three five now, like. Yeah, absolutely. But as I say, like a lot of people just paint with the brush. Oh, you're about stage here. Like I play old school, I play house, I play, yeah. I, I play drum and bass, I play like bounce music, hard house, hard dance, uh, all that type of thing. Um, 
I do do a bit of it. I, I like disco music. Um, as I say. Yeah, there's a time and a place for everything, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. It depends on the venue, the vibe, the time, whatever the party is. And... So when I went to, in 2014, I went to uh, that gig in Wajai, the Mesami uh, thing. What's the guy called again? I couldn't think of his name. Kevin. Was it Kevin he's called? Kevin, uh, yeah. Right. Uh, he was a, he was a, uh, get me, correct me if I'm wrong again. He was a, a surfing instructor. Is that right? Sailing. I did sailing. Oh, sailing, sorry. Sailing, I sailed instructor at the... Through the day at Hong DJ Kong, at night. Kong, yeah. There's a lot of people who have had to get two jobs out there now yeah. where, to keep... Because it's such an expensive place to live. Yeah. I don't know how he ever done that, like, because uh, <laughs> he didn't drink. Yeah. Obviously, so that's probably why he could get up and do things, but uh, I couldn't have even imagined. So I'm struggling to get to work for nine o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you messaged me saying... Uh, have a good time out there you, you said a couple of spots and I was like yeah 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 I'll sort of check them out and then you were talking about DJ and stuff like that and you and you said you knew this this Kevin and um, put put me on to him he started messaging me and then he, he called me on Facebook and we were having a chat and he was asking what I was going to play and I said to be honest with you I don't know I had to go and buy USBs off the markets and download off my Dropbox and sort of go from there so I played a lot of like at the time, uh, like Melbourne Bounce and yeah. sort of, it's like the offbeat pumping out stuff, and then I moved into like Scout House classics. But I was playing classics, and these guys, like the, I remember the Jamaican guys especially, go mental for these tunes. Like yeah. I've never heard this because obviously Scout House music is it'll be new to them, I suppose. Yeah, it's like a brand. I'm playing classics, but to them it's brand new. And I remember playing your man the Str Simpson strings. Oh yeah. And as it came in, and the st strings on the dropper, do do. Uh, All right. And the guys went mental. And afterwards, he was like, "What's your name? I'm gonna like sort of find your music online." I says, oh, I said that. And then I says, you can have these USBs with the music on. I'm sort of... I'm, I'll uh, be made up, wasn't Yeah, and they were like, are you sure about this? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm just doing it one night. And I've got them. That was a nice touch. I'll be made up with that. Yeah. Yeah, so, they're always open for it, like, they're always up for it. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it was good. But, and it was every kind of genre, like... I am grateful there. that you got me onto there, though. Like, <clears throat> no, no that, problem. That was an experience in which since having experienced anything the same before or after because it's such a different crowd mm. um like i played that's right in the middle of one chai as well i thought it'd be a good little place for you to have a spin in there yeah it was really good and what i, I was freaked out about was they had a djm 2000 at the time it just came out yeah and it had like the touch screen uh thing and a very fancy fucking effect yeah the shiny one, the little silver. one in the middle the yeah screen in the middle ah, yeah a little shiny silver platter because it was the, you got the chrome version the limited edition chrome Aye. and i was like wow and it was and the smallest was... dj booth in the world as well uh, yeah in the like two cd players and a mixer right and when i seen the decks i was like what the fuck is going on there were cdj 100s <laughs> yeah you remember the, the silver with the little tiny platter yeah i was like how the fuck can they afford uh, they were quite popular, they've been on call because they fit into the tiny little booth. Yeah. How <laughs> the fuck are they, are they playing off a, a DJM 2000, Aye. brand new? This kit at the time was in the thousands, Mark. And then Aye. they're sitting there playing off a... A 100 <laughs> CD player. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was quite hard to get used to it at first because I was used to the 1000s at the time. Yeah. It was taking ages to load each tune up so it would uh, look like, dude, you could even, like, do, do, like click in, load the laser up. Them and ones then, were always, always a problem for reading a lot of discs, especially yeah. the copy discs. And that could be a panicky time because a lot of clubs out there you put it in it's like seconds of running out and then it's like it's just gonna just wouldn't read it no read no read no read or just not read or whatever and then you're like come on try well, to find one that would read the good thing that happened was 
that he said, don't worry, we've got decks. Aye. And I had CDs and the USBs. So with the discs that he had, I was playing some of his music as well, um, which was like quite house-based and stuff. Yeah. And he pulled the the... 800 I think it was up it didn't fit on in the DJ because the DJ box was about that wide <laughs> no, it was tiny, yeah. so I was playing on a US put my USB in um, and it was sitting like that on top of the DJM <laughs> when I was queuing the tune up like that uh, um, awkward awkward situations aren't they but class. yeah everything's think, always crammed in like I think it was 800 uh, or a, a 900 I don't know, it was the first one Besides the 2000, that had the USB port in the last one. I don't know. I think it was a 900, maybe. Aye. Or a 900K, I think it was called. <coughs> but uh, Yeah, they were always tiny DJ booths over there. They are always very small. And they'd have like the, them up on the, the stands, the 500, so you could yeah. get your CD case in just about underneath. Or... Well, I, I was having to like reach under the decks to get the gains because it was like... Because it was like sitting like that, and then they were always the very awkward, like in tight. It's tight for space. Yeah. All the bars are pretty everywhere. small, aren't they? Everywhere. The DJ was just plunked in a corner somewhere. There wasn't many yeah. big DJ booths, which is like the same with accommodation. The flats and yeah. they're all small as well. But yeah, um, <coughs> so have you got a memory that, that sort of was the pinnacle of you being there? Like, probably the... when we went to see the basement Jack's gig up at the airport, the new airport, right. the hotel ballroom. Uh, we got tickets off a lad who put the promoted it and put the gig on. So it's like we give us the backstage passes and met the lads and that from Basement Jacks. They were, they were fantastic. It was great. Yeah. But I wasn't expecting their gig to be like that. The DJing gig. What was it the like? DJing just... gig. Um, just not even what I expected with their music. It was like just proper full on slamming house. Right. And just flawless. And when looked looked out from from the back, it was like. The massive airport hotel ballroom. So what was it like? The was the ballroom set up to be like a, a rave arena yeah. type of thing, yeah. or was it? Was it? It was just set up by the promoters. With all the things hanging down. Just it was just an empty room to to start with, but uh, it looked amazing at night. Like real big production set up. It was quality. Yeah, that was seeing Armand Van Elden there as well. Quality, quality. Uh, I don't know. There's so many memories. I'm just trying to think of them really, but. Just every day was something different, really. It is, isn't mm. it? Every day the new stories. And obviously uh, it's a bit cloudy as well. Yeah. <laughs> the, the amount of consumption. Yeah. But uh, I think really but some stories. Class, class, like it just, it's. Just I don't know. They'll really... come to us. I, I, <laughs> a lot of it's uh, slipped away now. I came back in two thousand eight. I can't remember. Yeah. A lot of it. So we'll get up to that then. So you came back. Was was there a conscious decision of? Uh, my cousin came over and all day and he just uh, says, why don't you come back and I'll put you through your trade and do plumbing. So yeah. it's getting to the point where I was getting older and I was thinking, I'm not going to get another chance to, to do anything else. I probably can't do this forever. So You'd be surprised. <laughs> There's some, uh, lads, no, yeah. some lads out there who have been doing it since. No, I know, yeah. So I, just, I just decided to come back. But I, didn't, I didn't want to leave. I was in tears when I left. I remember being on a plane in tears, thinking, why am I doing it? You know what I mean, but you go so I fucking, thought I had to make it work. If I'm gonna come back, it's gotta be for a reason. You go to plumbing sinks rather than fucking uh, live yeah, life. Know. Yeah, it was a different life. When I come back, it was like I don't want to describe it. It's like some sort of PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> so when you came back, were you? Did you get into the DJ scene? Um, um not much really. No, I mean, I helped Jason out now and again down there in, in shakers and things like that. But yeah. No, it totally changed for me when I got back. Did you notice the tra the, the the difference? Obviously. Well, when I left, I was it was like, I, I was working at the forum more or less like a, a year before that or something like that. Right. 
And I was like in the trance era, the good trance era. Right. And then when I came back, it was just like 10 years, it shifted like that. I had my friends were married, they got kids, and uh, 10 years, it just sort of disappeared for me. And I just found, I found it quite hard to settle in at first when I got back. Yeah. It was just a completely different world. It's it's and, having to pull yourself out with that 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 mode of mm, well I did because it's there's not many people who live that life like re realistically no so to get into the real world again it was hard say, it was difficult yeah, yeah. it was uh, you have a long routine. time like you have a routine when you're over there and then for it to yeah it was just a totally different world I remember being out walking the dog and it was so quiet and eerie when I got yeah. back I was just thinking. Oh, wow, it's pretty, pretty scary and eerie how quiet it is here, like. Yeah. But, yeah, settled in. Just, just nice doing my thing. Sort of glad I did. It was probably the right time to leave, looking back now, because I don't think there's much happening over there at the moment, like. I think It's the same in the, everywhere in the world, isn't it, as well? Like, they're all struggling, yeah. but... It's still just, happening, yeah. but there's a lot of oppression. Uh, I probably can't talk about this on here, because... Yeah, it, probably get banned. It'll probably get censored, yeah, but mm. there's... Um, briefly... China are trying to claim back the economy of Hong Kong, and yeah. there's a lot of back and forth. Um, stuff like this gets put gets picked up, by the way, like on, oh, on no, YouTube. Yeah. It's 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 weird. Well, all, all the people in Hong Kong now they're starting to. Well, I don't know if we should be talking about that. But yeah, no, it's fine. They're living in leave. fear of yeah, yeah, of yeah. what they're gonna do because yeah, you know they preferred it how it was. They they didn't want it to change, and they knew it was gonna change for the for the worst, but. Just belongs to China, don't it? That's that's the end of the story, really. Yeah, I went to Hong Kong. I go. Every, I've been every year for for the last ten years or more, um, <coughs> except two thousand and twenty one because of obvious reasons, COVID and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But uh, how can I say? So I went in two thousand and seventeen, and that was the last time of for me where it was like. This I want to live here. This is yeah. I remember you putting life. that on Facebook. This, I want to live there or something. Yeah, like this for me. This is the like like because for me, I my missus doesn't like the fast pace. For me, I like to be able to go down. Uh, like the Uber, even the Uber Eats, like Uber Eats, you can go out and you can you can you can order like anything at all mm. to your house. Yeah, the only thing I can get is a, a chicken yeah. kebab. Uh, Chinese don't have Uber Eats here, so you have to go to the Chinese. Uh, Indian have got got it and it's like yeah you know Kong you can do that you can order anything from the, anywhere we'll put it this way we've got anything. seven available on is it food or whatever when we were we were in isolation when we went this year for, for a week and it was uh, uh, 74 available places at any one time <laughs> like it's, it's and it, every sort of food you can imagine yeah. it's not just Chinese everything so last time I went in 2017 I was like I even said to you as well I said you should you maybe think about growing back. It's it's such a good vibe. I'm you saying I. Well, I just settled back now. But, uh, yeah, I yeah. still love to do it. I'm, I'm a lot older now. I don't think I could have cope <laughs> with that kind of lifestyle. You know what I mean? And yeah. Coming up to fifty, well, forty-seven. So. So twenty eighteen was like right, somewhat not quite. So you noticed a change from that one year. Yeah. Right. Twenty nineteen. Fuck. Yeah. That wasn't even that. Basically, I got off the plane and there was people over the other side of the thing you could see uh, getting... There was uh, fire engines, fire and paint at them out the thing just to identify them so they could arrest them because they were protesting. Mm -hmm. uh, I was involved in the, the biggest mass pro uh, human protest 
Alltså, senare. Men det har bort den street för miles. But miles. It, did, it came from nowhere, honestly. Like, that many people. Right, so me and me, uh, we went into, into, I can't remember what area we were in. It was, was it Bangkok? Obviously, where the big headquarters is. So we're there uh, because uh, my missus and Nana uh, wanted to um, go for a foot massage. Like, late, it was like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So we went, they went for one sort of, got, so I'll take my little lad. We'll go for a coffee. We went for this Vietnamese coffee spot. I was in there. At midnight. It's great, uh, isn't it? It's great, it's isn't it? It's all around the clock. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Plus. So I was just there. And I had a coffee. And there was a few, maybe 10, 12 people in the, this little coffee shop. Next minute, they all get up. Hoods up. Masks on. What's going on here? I thought they were going to... Like, the thought getting robbed. I pulled my little lad to one side. and what the fuck's going on? And they all went out. I said to the woman behind the car. I said, what's happening? Oh, protest! They just called the protest. So it just hit. I think it was like eleven o'clock. Yeah, I think was it like white and black t-shirts or whatever, whatever colour t-shirt they had on? So it was what they represent. Uh, yeah. It's sad, really. Like, but it's... I went outside. Couldn't get outside because it was like that close, and I could just see heads for as far as you could see. There was lasers and like people thrown fucking <laughs> paint like, and like an old rave. Oh man, <laughs> I, I, it's indescribable. That's how many people I've. I've been to raves where there's been a few thousand there. I've been to, like, say, football and places like that where there's been an unbelievable loud atmosphere. This was just... You can't describe it. Like, the I remember seeing it on the TV. Just, like, it was so insane. And people were walking all day long. It just never ended, wouldn't it? Yeah. For miles and miles and miles. Um, and I thought, at this point, I thought, is this there's a change? A change. Mm. So fortunate. Yeah, it's a shame. It's just a mind-blowing city. Just, yeah. just to look at. You and know, then obviously we came back. Pandemic hit. Um, obviously we were living. We were all. Oh, you got for an hour a day. Exercise, all that shit. So, is Mrs. Family still over there then? So uh, Mrs. Family still over there. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so we were asking how they were doing. They were. They were fine. Basically, Hong Kong got locked in. There was no one in the warehouse. Sort of thing. So that's fair enough. We could go. Um, and then we went over it about a month ago, two months ago, um, and. Got there, I had to isolate for five days. You're still doing that now. I think it's one of the only places that are. Uh, it's three days now, I believe. Yeah. But honestly, I was just, what is going on? It's, it, the place changed from 2019 to 2022. Everyone walks around face masks. Uh, my little lad didn't want to wear a face mask, but you got a thousand dollar fine, hundred quid, like a thousand dollar fine if you, if you didn't wear your face mask. Yeah, they're really putting down the law now, like. It's, uh, it's a shame. Back back in the day, I never, never saw any police when you can basically do what you want. I didn't see the police in 10 years, <laughs> I don't think. Crazy. Crazy bit. I tried to drive off of a bus one night. They parked up, it was outside, and it was like a. I don't know where it was going, but it was full of people on the bus. And I just got in the driver's seat, come right out of the club, <laughs> right in the driver's seat, revving, and revving the engine like that, <laughs> shouting at the back, asking them where they want to go. Where do you want to go? And they're just looking at me down the aisle like that. <laughs> and the driver comes on, pulls the key out. Yeah, just a bit of fun <laughs> yeah yeah but doing that here you'd be banged up wouldn't you yeah uh, it'd be like hijack I wouldn't it uh, <laughs> yeah pretty much right so you came back from Hong Kong got a, a real job having a real life yeah um, were, were, you, what, were you playing gigs at all not really no it all changed it all, it all went to bars didn't it it's all yeah. gone to bar culture really yeah so uh, it was a different generation going out like I say, I just helped Jason out down shake just doing a bit of party stuff in there and yeah I, uh, but I didn't, I met I didn't you enjoy that in the end either, so just different. Uh, just fizzled out. I, uh, I met you in 2011, if I'm not mistaken. I think, yeah, where was that at? First Park reunion, in yeah, 
in um, was that the Marshall Club? Marshall. Yeah. Right, and uh, I think we talked briefly, uh, sort of how you do and blah blah blah. I was the youngest back there by about fifteen years. So I, <laughs> I, I think I was about, I must have been seventeen, eighteen. Ah, uh, yeah, just a bit of kid then, huh? Uh, I'm even younger, and and I went. Obviously, I like the park music, and there was nothing like that going on, and it was really busy. Like the fact that first one was 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 chocker. Yeah, we did one afternoon. Uh, didn't turn out. And too I went well. to that as well. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I was standing at the back. You were on. Uh, I think Stu was on. Darren Cherry, Gary Bound. Uh, I think Gary Hicks was on as well. Hicks, was yeah, there? was on. Uh, and I was just disappointed that it turned out because it was like the first one was a good atmosphere, a lot going on. Yeah, I think you just put them on too often or whatever, but yeah, everyone enjoys it once in a while. But I remember there was like. It went from like a full dance floor, and then the second one, it was there was like five of us. Yeah, we were disappointed with that one. And then there was like just people around the outside. It wasn't. It wasn't... Yeah, you couldn't get anything going, could but you? But I talked to you for the first time that night for for properly. Uh, I don't know if you can remember that or not. I was just a young. Yeah, I kind of remember that. I remember. Uh, and then I sort of tried to get into the DJ scene, to get to know people locally, blah blah blah, and then. I got asked to do uh, House versus Old School Night, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Dan. I think Dan. Yeah, and I, we, we, we yeah, there, we're sort of between each other there. So you were getting sort of you, a couple of bookings here and there, like locally, like yeah. playing more. I think they were probably the last ones, last ones I had, really. I haven't really yeah. done, done anything since then, really. Yeah. I'm still collecting the vinyl, like, I've got no vinyl yeah. addiction going on, still buying it, but... Yeah. Yeah, I still like to buy it, I still like to play, I still like to listen to it. It's like, well, don't really listen too much to the old school now. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't want to. I don't want to bore myself. Yeah, with, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's uh, there's only so many tunes. Yeah. I, from, whereas I like discovering new music constantly. Yeah, I, I still do. And they're nice to look back on the good memories. I just don't like to listen to them all the time. You know what I mean? I'd like yeah, to keep yeah. them as good memories. Absolutely. Um, and then I think the last time I played with you was twenty fourteen. Uh, it was the. I mean, it wasn't the great night. It was the Parker reunion, or it was called somewhat along those lines in North at the time. Yeah. Uh, me, you, Darren, uh, Jagger. Uh, there was a few, few on, and I played vinyl that night. I was buzzing. I, I was loving it. Like so I, yeah. I, I was taking my time picking like a, a box full of tunes, taking it down yeah. and class like. That's what I miss about the vinyl. Just flicking yeah. through the tunes and. And then the from there, I haven't seen you do a lot. I think, did you do a couple of house nights and stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, I did a couple of nights with um, with Chris, Lockie and the Groove lads. Yeah. Uh, just up at the playground. But not not a lot since then. I've, I haven't really kept up to, up to date with it. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you've got to keep on doing it. Keep your finger on the pulse, like, haven't you, really? Yeah. Like, I, I've had just, people... Just, I just don't have practised it enough now to... To be going out to do it really, because you gotta be on point, haven't you? If you're playing out like really, yeah. I uh, I've had people messaging me saying like, how how do I get how do I get sort of gigs or how do I get people noticing? Like, and people are saying, oh, no one's noticing me, and I'm saying, well, what are you doing? And they're like, well, I'm having a mix of that, and like, I might do a Facebook live stream or something like that every so often. I'm thinking, if you want to stand out. Make monthly mixes, get some artwork knocked up and make yeah, it a little series. Or if you're a producer, p- do some interesting stuff online, I don't know, like just be creative. Yeah. Um, and like stay relevant's really hard. Like yeah, it's, a mm. it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of hard work. Because it's so, like back in the day, you'd have a hundred DJs because it was a costly hobby. 
Mm. Now you could you could download collections offline. Oh look at me, my my collection. Everybody's got everything. Yeah, and you can get a controller. Yeah, fire up, learn to DJ in two days, so that's it. Yeah, but I find it hard to stay like find it hard to stay relevant because you you've got to keep on top of it. Luckily, I I I fucking crashed my ass off trying to do stuff, trying to keep on top of it, trying to be different, trying to do this, trying to do that. But I'm saying to people like, if you want to stand out from the crowd. You're pushy, pushy do yourself. something. Yeah. Do, do, don't. I said to someone the other day, I said, if you're just sitting there, I've been a mix at home in your back room. No big promoter's going to luckily, and it's, it's like winning the lottery chance, going to drive past your house oh. and hear you. Hey, who the fuck's that in the back room? There's that many out there now as well, try, yeah. trying to do the same thing. Yep. Like, so it's just one of them. <coughs> uh, yeah, would you come, would you do a comeback as such? Oh, probably not now, I don't think. No, I've been too far out of it. I mean, I'd maybe do the odd hour in there, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I was never that great at it to start with, to be honest with you, like, but I, yeah. I just enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, I've never been one who's, who's pushed myself to go out there. I've always been a shy, quiet type. That yeah. I've never I've never really wanted to be at the forefront of things. I've, I just enjoyed playing music. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't like... I'm the biggest introverted extrovert there is, so, like... Of choice, I would stay in my house. If I could DJ from my house to a club and get the same sort of vibe, I'd do it. That's what I do now. But it's hard to... Like, it's hard to describe. I don't like doing things. So if someone says to me, do, like, oh, do you want to come and do this? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll come and do it. I'd have to force myself to go. And then all of a sudden, I'm the loudest person in the room because... Uh, it's, it's, the thought process before... Mechanism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It? It's, it's anxiety and it's, it's a nervousness thing, but... If you don't, it's a good thing to have before you get there. But once I was like that, all the time, every time, every night, I'd go out with Hong Kong DJ. Yeah. I'd still get them butterfly things before I'd be going into the bar of the club. But once you get in there and you get your first tune on or whatever, it's goes know. away. Yeah, but yeah, it yeah. got to a point where I, I hated walking into the bar. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I always dreaded walking into it. <laughs> But once I was in, it was because yeah, yeah, yeah. you just know it was like just full on mentalness Class. at that time of day. Class. But once you're in and you're in the safety of the DJ booth, you're all right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right, we'll uh, move on to part two in two minutes. Right, back for part two of the podcast. Um, we're going to get into the questions now. Um, if you want to ask questions to me or the guests, I, I never announced a guest prior to them coming on, so you can't really ask them directly because... We've had issues in the past where someone's going to come on and then they let me down, or someone's going to come on and it's a change of guest and then they look stupid when you ask a question. So if you've got questions, go on Instagram or Facebook and it's um, at It's Time to Refresh. Um, and basically just send your questions in. You can put anonymous at the bottom if you don't want to be known, or put whatever name at the bottom that you like. We've had some silly names, silly questions, anything at all, and we'll discuss it. So, yeah, um, so obviously you said you've watched a couple of episodes, you know, all this sort of work. Yeah, I've watched most of them, yeah, yeah, yeah pr- pretty much been through them all, they've been good, I've enjoyed them. Yeah. It's good to hear everyone's stories, it's, you know, because... It's good to get it out, isn't it? Like, well, so, you, would, I, I, you, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know otherwise. <coughs> you learn a lot, um, like, Sophia. Yeah, oh, everyone's, yeah, yeah, everyone's got their own, little their own way of how, how, how they got there to whatever they were doing, you know. Yeah. And it's good to hear how the story started. So, um... I feel I feel bad for this lass who's, who's messaged him because this was from two weeks ago. She messaged saying, go on holiday tomorrow. So she's probably back from holiday by now. <laughs> go on holiday tomorrow and I'm finding myself downloading the same playlist and mixes every time I go. 
do you have a go-to playlist? If so, what is it? And that's from Emily. So have you got a, a, a one in your car or, or, or your travelling playlist? Yeah, well, lately I've been listening to the the Loser Scorer. You know, the, the Sasha's stuff, Last Night on Earth. Uh, rings a bell. He's just got like a Loser Scorer playlist, which is like, it's totally different. It's a bit downbeat. It's, it's like a, a more ambient Ibiza style yeah, yeah, playlist so. that he puts uploads onto them. Is it more like Pasha type thing, where it's more it's, it's It's not club oriented. It's more... It's more of a chill out thing, but yeah. there's some real, real nice atmospheric, cinematic type playlists. I love that. Yeah, that's 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 what I've got on in the car at the minute. Class, class. Mm, it's very um, good. Uh, is there anything else like you? You have a go to sort of mix it or or, or or playlist you go to? Um, uh, I'll always go back to my global underground Sasha Ibiza. Is that for nostalgia? Just, oh, I just love that mix. It's just timeless. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't get sick of hearing it. That one, <laughs> both CDs, the first CDs, <coughs> a bit laid back with the trance, and then the second one's just full on. And class, class. I love the Global Underground series. Any of the Global Underground series, I'd, I'd, I like to listen. I've got a, I've got a collection of them. Like certain sounds, isn't it? Like it's very captured, captured that era. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, for me, uh, mine's going to be quite a wide variety of go-to's. So if I, I went, I went to Hong Kong obviously last month. My go-to playlist, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so yeah. uh, Joe Rogan podcast, uh, I listen to Have A Word podcast, which is a couple of lads from Liverpool, I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts, I like wrestling, as childish right. as that is, uh, and then pl- music playlist, I listen to, uh, I like, um, there's a playlist on Spotify called Pop Punk Powerhouses, mm-hmm. and it's all the pop punk from like the early 2000s, late 90s, I, I love that, it never gets old. Mm. I listen to, um, I'd always uh, uh, go to album is uh, What's the Story of Morning Glory by Oasis. Oasis. Um, dance wise, I always find myself listening to older stuff, mm. like stuff that I grew up on. Like if I'm traveling, I can just put them in and I know what's coming up so I can like sort of prep for it. So go to mixes would be. Um, some of the earlier Wikipedia stuff. Um, the, the the ones in particular would be uh, 38. That was that one. Was that um, like in the bounce era? That was the bounce era, oh. yeah. Um, <coughs> I've still listened to a lot of the old 90s tapes. I've got the nipper tapes. Yeah. And, uh, things like that that you go back yeah. to. Yeah. I lived, he lives in Hong Kong. Does he? Yeah, he lives in Lama, Lama Island now. I met him over there. So I couldn't believe when I met him. I was a bit starstruck by that. But <laughs> I like, can't believe Crazy. that is the nipper, like. <laughs> but yeah, a few nights out after that, it's spot on. Good lad. Class. That's, that's a little, uh, little, little Easter egg, isn't it, for it? Yeah. Uh, I listen to old school-wise. I listen to a lot of old tapes that are converted. I've sticked them on before. Um, I listen to... I'm just I'm just riffing here, like so. It, de- it depends. What, there's what a time and a place in. for everything, isn't there? Yeah. Depending on what you're doing, I listen to a lot of stuff. I mean, I did the other day. I listened to OMD, the greatest hits of OMD, yeah. that sim sound. I remember that's a wicked album, like when you hear it in yeah. the car, nice and loud. Just awesome for back in the day, like. Yeah, I listen. I think if I'm travelling, I listen to I quite listen to a lot of nostalgic stuff because I can trust it. Mm. Whereas if I'm driving in the car, driving somewhere, it's always fresh new music. Yeah. So a lot of trance, a lot of house, a lot of bounce. Just whatever's fresh that sort of month. 
It's just that much now, isn't it? That you, you don't know. Yeah, you, you, you never run out. Just, oh, no, you yeah. never run out. Well, you put one playlist on, and then you, you, you're like thinking you're missing another one, so you'll move on to the next one. And it's just endless. It's endless. You'll, you know, you can just go on and on listening. There's a, I was listening in the car before to a little lad to school. There's a, there's a new, well, I think, newish label I've been listening to, and it's the perfect crossover between house music and sort of bounce. You would call it well, hard house sort of thing. It's, mm-hmm. crossover. it's called Boxed Records. Uh, a lad I know who's been on the podcast before, Rob Kearney, he's just um, released a track under his uh, History Repeats Itself alias. Um, and I was like, oh, what's this label? So I went on to the, the boxed playlist and I was like, oh, this is me, this. Yeah. So there's like, it's a bit tougher than the... the it, basically, it's like, it reminds me of Tech House, mm-hmm. but a little bit faster and a bit more edgier and, it's, and there's more melodic elements rather than just like the groovy bass line there's like melodic synths going off and there's yeah. even like old school stabs and I absolutely love them, what they're putting out so yeah there's that many genres now isn't it there's, there's, there's endless supply of genres there's endless supply of yeah. playlists you, you just go on and on absolutely which is great it's a good thing <laughs> but you just but, never get to the end <laughs> yeah yeah and it's hard for someone like like a producer who's trying to get the name out yeah and so, tunes nowadays they're, they're big for a week and then it's kind of like oh Oh, yeah, and then there's that, many break to, that many to wade through, are uh, yeah. Uh, next one. All right, Mara, uh, heard you talking about after parties. What's the best afters you've been to? And the put, I, I don't know why, but at the end, the put to, like as in T-O-E. So I, I think that might be the name, or I don't know. It's just to. <laughs> so. uh, well, a lot of after parties in Asia, like, that we went to. They were always good, but they were always in clubs. Yeah. That's where you had the most fun in after party. I think it would have been in the bridge in Hong Kong there. So the what morning. what happens? Do you just lock in and then it it's it's just shut down and then anything happens. That's where all the fun begins because everyone's been out all night. Yeah. Uh you know, when they're at the worst or the best, whichever way you look at it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think they're probably the best after parties where everyone's keen and uh that's where you see the fun stuff. Class. <laughs> best afters, I can think of two off the top of my head. One was in uh, Spain. Um, we were at um, a Ven- club, Venecia, and afterwards we went back to some Spanish guys. I was thinking I've seen the video of you on. Did you put the video on when you were DJing over there in Spain? I think I watched that. Oh, probably. Uh, it was on Facebook. I was clicking yeah. on Facebook or something like that, wasn't it? It, will, it looked awesome. It was banging there, like. It was so good. They, they had a whole different groove altogether. Like, they're wild. Like, every drop, they're just kicking the legs in the air, going nuts. It's good. Um, but they've got a fucking a massive speed addiction. They all, they all, because they don't none of them take coke. They all take speed, so it's just none of them go to sleep. Well, after like after I've said this on the podcast before, I've we, basically if you DJ in Venezia, it's a it's a I think it's pronounced Venezia. Um, you have to stay till the end because it's on a mountain in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So you you wait for the promoter and he takes you back to your hotel. So I was on second till last. Uh, I played my set and I'm getting a bit tired now. And anyways, we leave, everyone's kicking out time, the club's still rammed, mm-hmm. kicking them out, and there's a car park next to it where everyone's parked up. And they're all they're all partying there with the with the sound systems on. In the car park. Fucking heavy. <laughs> yeah. Heavy like. But yeah, then obviously the afters there, it was just fucking it was wild, everyone's speaking Spanish and that and I'm just sitting there like I'm tired right now. And it, like it was a good after party though, good vibe, decks on. How oh, did you get into that then? How did you get over there? You just going um, productions and stuff like that. What happened was <coughs> Uh, for 
I think I might have told this on the podcast before, but basically in 2013, I got cracking with a guy from France. Uh, he sent me some like promos and that, and he's like looking to sort of break the UK thing. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, this is all right, this. Um, and I booked him to come over, and he, he came over, played in TJ's in town. Aye. It was rammed as well, because obviously a foreign DJ on, like, the, the appeal was quite big. Um, Did you have to fund off for all them promotion then? And the, the yeah, yeah, for the lot, aye. but like I said, I work fucking very hard at it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. mind losing, like, it was a free entry night. It was yeah, well, then you got your trip back over there as well. Um, but then he contacted me the year after, like a full year, I thought that was that sort of gone. And he said, would you like to come and play? For, for Halloween so this was literally a full year later and uh, I was like yeah I used to do like a return gig sort of thing so went over there and then when I was playing and that uh, a lot a lot of people tend to like quite outlandish so a lot of people took to me really well because I was having a drink in the club as well so I was a bit loo- more loose to loosen up uh, because I was there all night and I just couldn't stay sober you know what I mean so I had a couple of drinks I was a bit bit erratic and I, I like making everyone laugh and that and I think come across you come across it, the personality come across it's and then, the battle, isn't it? <laughs> well well a lot of people remember me for that yeah uh that's uh, cool man uh it's good to travel though isn't it to get away and do it yeah yeah absolutely like. that was a real experience because they put me up in like a villa with another big DJ who I certainly wasn't on his level at the time but he didn't share his villa he was a cock as well by the way but you shouldn't you shouldn't be yeah. your heroes although he wasn't a hero of mine <coughs> yeah no uh, he was just a bit of cock bit of a letdown yeah um there's no need though either yeah but he was, doing, he was really big at that anyways uh so i played the set there and I'm, as i was there there was a lot of spanish djs come over the border to play mm-hmm. uh and i seen my set and that and they were like we'll, we'll get we'll get you to play we'll get you to play i was like um yeah yeah obviously you take stuff like that with a pinch of salt don't you so that thing and then i got I can't remember which because there's a few different Spanish promoters out there, um, various clubs. I can't remember which one came first, but then they reached out to me said, "Listen, like, can you play a similar set to what you played in France uh, for my promotion?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, no worries." Came over, good experience again. Went over a, a couple more times after that as well, um, and then I think the pandemic sort of knocked that. Like, I think my style was changing as well. Like, I was uh, very much moving away from the harder because I'm massively into the harder music. I was going more like vocally and stuff like that. Aye. So I think that sort of <coughs> ran its course. I've I've done I've went and done that now. If I never do it again, I'll be happy for the memories. But yeah, exactly. I just take a really, really fucking you? good, uh, really good. Meet some nice people as well. A lot of people who keep in touch with they're not great English speakers, but they'll fucking try their hardest to keep in touch with you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's always uh, good to have that network, like any. Yeah, and, and then from there, as I say, I I haven't been back since the pandemic, so. I think that's the sort of ship that sails, which I'm not that fussed about. It's, it's a shame it happened like that. It, it, it killed a lot of things. I need a lot of vibes. Yeah, um, but it is what it is. Uh, I I do enjoy the travelling aspect of it, but I noticed towards the latter, it was getting a bit much because I was away for a weekend at a time. Like, for, for a one-hour set on a Saturday night. No, it's full weekend travel. I'd it? go on a Friday, because they'd book the flights, and it's like... The book the stupidest flights and I thought, fuck this, I'm not into this. Uh, That's just my opinion, like. But I've, I've seen a couple of lads who went over and said the same thing, where it's like, why the fuck do I want to be arriving in Manchester Airport or Glasgow Airport at fucking 11 o'clock on a, on a Sunday night after all that? Uh, mental. 
Uh, that's your Monday knackered as well. <laughs> it's like, just like... Heavy weekend, think about it. It is, eh? You need to travel, like... <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, next one is, last one. Uh, hi, mate. I'm just looking as an outsider slash raved. Is there a lot of politics involved in the, in the scene? I don't see big names on big events, but then I see them on others. I'm not bothered at all. It's just something that I've always wondered. Uh, that says P or keep it keep it anonymous. So that's from P. From well, for me back in the day, I don't. There wasn't. I don't think there was. There, there probably yeah. is now. I would imagine. Yeah, there is. There, there um, will be now because that the competition's completely fierce. Yeah. Back in the day, I don't think there was a lot of politics. Not, lot that, not that I noticed uh, about it. Anyways, everyone was just doing their own thing. <clears throat> I've I've been everybody got on. Everybody helped each other out. Yeah. It's just one of them. But I'd, I'd imagine nowadays. There will be a lot of it because everyone's cutthroat and for everything, isn't there? There's, yeah. There's too many DJs, not enough gigs, kind of thing exactly. these days. I uh, I've been fucked over a couple of times. I've never ever, and I can swear this, I've never fucked anyone else over. Like, if I've seen an event on the, on the same weekend <coughs> or the weekend after, I'll just say right, I'll do that in a bit far further ahead. Mm. But for but me, well, from I, the promoter point of view, you mean? Yeah. I've As come a DJ. On the same day. Yeah, yeah. As a DJ, I've. Been told, uh, I'll keep. I I am an open book. Um, I just want to make that clear, um, and I'll I'll tell you my opinion without blurring the lines. But I'm not a name dropper. I don't drop names. I've been told off other promoters. I'd book you if you didn't play for certain brands. And I've I've been told. So what's that got to do with? Um, I think it's because a lot of a lot of things are. Maybe the events are close together. Well, or it's happened between them, but it's not what we do, is it? No, you know but what I mean? then it's like, you're their guy, or you're their guy, uh, or you're their guy. Owned. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's, it happens to everyone, but I've heard of various sources, like other DJs and stuff, that it, that it happens to them also. Now, but, I can imagine nowadays it will do a lot. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. But at the same time, it's a bit annoying that you can't go play on this new venue or you can't go do this one because they won't book you because you play for another brand or you or that yeah, or whatnot. But at the same time, it's really, really pissing me off that you see the bigger names are there across all of them because... Uh, it's, it's all right for them. Yeah. But it's not for others. There's always two sets of rules going on, huh? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, that's your answer, P. Uh... Yeah, there's politics. You won't see some big names on big events because they simply don't get on. And that's the only way I can put it. On Com- a competition, level. Competition's fierce. It shouldn't be like that, uh, in my opinion. Um, but it is what it is. There you go. That's as, that's as simple as it, as it, as it gets. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to play every event I'd get asked. As long as it's not every weekend. I can't do every weekend. I like to do two a month maximum. Um, but that's just my preference because I've obviously got family and shit like that. But yeah, um, that that's that's the goings on in the scene. I know it's not just about scene. I've seen it in the house scene. Yeah, I've seen it in the, I've seen it so bad. I've, in the old I've heard, scene. like I said, I've heard stories lately about things like that. But it's purely the amount of DJs there is now. Exactly. It's that's what it's down to. Everyone's everyone's DJing <coughs> now, aren't they? Yep. You know, it's so readily accessible. Like you say, you just need a mix and get away, aren't you? Get away, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that that's that. Um, and to close the, the podcast up this week, mate, uh, I asked everyone, um, you're getting one last meal, you get the electric chair because you fucking hijacked a bus in Hong Kong. <laughs> right? And Deservedly fucking, so. You've took off <laughs> and you've literally kidnapped 10 people on a bus. <laughs> uh, 
so what uh, what is your last meal oh. I've, I've said to everyone you can have start made it'd be Thai beef salad has to be Thai beef, Thai beef salad starters yeah I love them I've never had that because do I look like I eat salad no, no um, me too but I love the spicy food like as well is it, what do they like dress it and stuff on that I've yeah, never had I it probably like spicy dressing on and it's just Bliss, man. See the difference between me and you is, mate. You'd probably try that. I look at the starter menu, and if it says the word salad, it I, I don't really yeah, read it. It's not actually it. a salad as such. Like, a... oh no, I understand that. But what I'm saying is that actually, if, if you word it as a salad, Aye. I won't re- read the description. <laughs> I'll just write that, that's something. Right. And then I'll probably get like a prawn toast or something like that. Like, I, I'm just trying to sort of think. Yeah, that, that's my favourite, anyways. Right, so I'd advise you to anyone. I, I, I will try it now. You've recommended it. Um, so the the Thai beef salad for starters, what's for mains? Um, I think it's called a. It's a bit Thai again, I'd say. I think it's called a lab moo. It's like a minced pork with, with lettuce in. On let, put inside the lettuce. I've never seen that. There's a spicy thing on it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's Thai food. It's, it's a popular Thai food, like. But yeah, it's it really tasty. Really, it's just like a taste sensation. You know what I mean? It's really, really nice. It, it does ring a bell, to be honest with you. So you're a massive Thai food fan, are you? Yeah. Right. Well, every, every food really like. What are you, what what are you, you what are you having for dessert? Uh, I, don't, I don't really touch dessert. Uh, uh, yeah, I. Don't, when they make homemade. Yeah, stuff. They're like spit it round like that. Uh, it's, it's amazing it. the food over there. Like it's all, yeah. all fresh. It's all good. Uh, dessert. I don't know. I'm not a big dessert fan to be honest with you. So, uh, don't know. Not sure. Really. You can have a coffee if you want. I do like a bit of cheesecake. Cheesecake. Ooh. Mm. Cheesecake. <laughs> yeah. Cheesecake. I'm having that for tea tonight. Like I'm, I'm no. having a pudding. I'm on a diet. I, I'm, I'm trying as hard as I can to lose weight. Uh, I've tried. I'm just unhealthy, but uh, I like the sound of a cheesecake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't have the yeah, ice yeah, yeah. on it. Um, but I just want to ask you before we go as well. Uh, what do you think of like the Chinese food when you were there? Like uh, dim sum, for instance, like breakfast food. I didn't like it at first. I, I found it hard at first, but. Uh, I got used to it as, as the years went yep, on. I felt that. And it was, because the taste is just totally different. You're not expecting But when it grows on you. But yeah. the dumplings are... It's the, tasty as fuck, It's the yeah. tastiest stuff ever. It's like an explosion in your mouth of taste. The thing is, I, I was brought up in a house that was very British. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, my mum would make, like... She'd obviously have the frozen food in the turkey dinosaur, shit like that. But when she made food, she'd make a stew. Uh, she'd make, like, very British... Yeah shepherd's pie shit like that and when i went there the first time i was like i'm not sure about this i went yeah. to like manchester that i tried it and i was like i'm not sure about this if I it's do a this. shock yeah it is a but shock when you, it when, grows you, on you. when you think about it so for instance like a sumai like a proper sumai it's in yeah. the, the thing steamed you bite into it it just tastes savory like the, the feeling of a shepherd's pie it's like Aye, it's got that know. same savory thing and it's like yeah, I yeah. can do this. So now I just absolutely demolish the lot. Well, it's nice, uh, like it. but I used to, like the tom yum Thai soup. When I first tasted that, I couldn't stand it. Yeah. But now I love it. The taste, you just grow to love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice now. So it's just the, the flavors are really strong and pungent that you don't you not used to getting in English food. It's proper food as well. Yeah, yeah, like it's, it's fresh, it's fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fresh, it's all good and it's How did you find you it? You've seen them with the mortar and pestle there and they're smashing all the chilies up and everything and How do you find it when you went to the cuz the markets there are a bit different. So if you go to a fresh food market, maybe not so much now but when I first went, I remember they would have you would get a, a fresh chicken which was Yeah, I wasn't keen with that. A chicken. When they chop your head off right there on the board. Yeah. 
Oh, no, that wasn't for me, that. Doesn't bother me, that. No, uh, no, I know there's a lot of activists and sh- who don't like that type of thing. We don't have to put that in <laughs> But... <laughs> put it, freak me over. Yeah, yeah, but... For me, like, you eat a chicken breast, what's the difference? Like, that, yeah, I, just, I, know. I think of it like that. If it was just a seed, ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the plucky in that in front of you. Uh, yeah. There's one thing over there that they don't seem to have a lot over here. Uh, corn-fed chicken, jolly yellow skin chicken. Aye. Oh, lovely. Aye, but it's always hanging up in the windows and I really yeah, walk yeah, past yeah. in the restaurants. Class, class. Yeah, there's all sorts. It's uh, a boiling pot of food and culture, isn't it? That mixes class. together and there's all sorts. Of the thing is, there's fusions. a lot of British influences there, eh? Like, yeah. you go for, like, afternoon tea and stuff like that. Oh, aye. In the peninsula. Yeah. Mm. Class. And they've got, like, them custard buns, so it's, like, half British and it's, like... Yeah, it's still, it's still got the British thing to be like... Well, the peninsula was... That was like the iconic hotel. Like, yeah. you know, did you go in there? Yeah, a lot of... Uh, I was recommended by... I didn't go in the first time I went. But we went there probably the second or third time. And it was off someone's recommendation at work. They said, oh, I've been to Hong Kong. We did this, this and this. Yeah, they got a bar like, oh, called Felix yeah. upstairs. Right. Where it's got like... Yeah, it's all glass windows and it's got like... The toilet's all glass troughs. It just looks like... <laughs> you know, weird outside, right outside onto the street. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but you just look across it. Very futuristic. On the sky, like, oh, yeah. And it's just, it's just, lo- there's so many bars. I didn't even go to a lot of them. But they're all beautiful. Yeah. All well decked out. Really nice. Really, really good bars there. Like. I would recommend going, regardless, I know it's a bit shit at the minute because of the face masks and stuff, but everyone <coughs> needs to experience it. Yeah, just to see, <coughs> just to see the place. It's... Yeah. Everyone yeah. I've talked to, has always said, wow. It's like a million miles an hour, isn't it? Yeah. There's one <laughs> guy, one of our friends came over with another friend of ours, and he hated it. The only person I've ever heard got that stuff for me. And it's simply because he's that much fussy of an eater, we mm. had to, like, do things... Right, so basically, you get... See, like, you get American candy stores here. Yeah. You get British shopping stores, where it's like you get penguins and rich teas and shit like uh. that. But you pay, obviously, above the odds, like mm. you do for American candy stores. And he, we came over, and he was that fussy, he wouldn't eat McDonald's. Even though it's exactly the same, it tastes exactly the same. There's half, more a, on the menu. half the price as well, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, nah, I'm not touching that. Like, fuck well, there's hell. no point going, so, there's obviously no point in going. Do you know what he had the whole time we were there? Beans on toast. He was going to this shop and thing, getting multi-packs of beans and just having that every day. Respect. <laughs> I know, what's the point going all day, though, you know what I mean? With gaffer meals, like, like, well, not me, sorry, but my friend with gaffer meals... And he'd say, just sit there. Like, because obviously... It makes it awkward for you then as well, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, do you want to try this? No. No. I'm like, mate, it's a slice of ham. That's what what life's about. It's it's, it's sampling these things and tasting these things. If you don't like it, but if you're not going to try it, fucking hell. You'll never know. Yeah. Right, we're going to tie this episode up today. Uh, Thanks for watching. Uh, Where can people find you? Uh, These days... Well, I'm not out DJing these days, much like, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm out and about in town, usually, around sometimes out in Workington, sometimes Whitehaven. Yeah. Getting away as much as I can, really. Just got back from Budapest, so. Living it. Living yeah. It. Living life. Uh, are, you, are you on social media where people can find like your music? I'm on, on Facebook, uh, SoundCloud, Mixcloud. Right, well, I'm about you to do a mix actually, we haven't done one for a while. I might be getting onto that tonight. Right, go for it, go for it. So, check it out by the time this comes out. It might, it might it's the selection, I get to the selection point about how many to put on a mix, and it's like, yeah. oh, don't take that, I don't take that, I don't take that. And it's like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> which ones you leave out, which ones you put in. Exactly. Right, I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening. And if you've made it this far to the podcast, legend, like, great, I really appreciate it. Um, 
if you could share it and help it get to more ears, then I'm very grateful. Uh, glad you enjoyed it. Thank you very much, and I'll see you later. Thank you.